Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, as I said at the beginning of our service today, we're going to talk about something that might be a, a somewhat of a scary topic for many of us, and that is evangelism. Uh, I know it can be scary, overwhelming uh, to, to talk about our faith sometimes, to, to talk to other people about the God we believe in, about our religious background. Uh, and yet, as we heard in our gospel reading for today from Matthew chapter 5, we do have these words of Jesus where he says, you, my people, my church, you are the light of the world, so let your light shine. And I know that those words were familiar to at least some of us, and we've taught those words to our children in a cute little song about not hiding it under the bushel. Uh, but those words of Jesus, let your light sh shine, I, I think they're sometimes easier sung than done. And, and because evangelism can be this scary, maybe uh, frustrating or overwhelming topic, I, I thought today that I would like to start with a story. Uh, I thought I would like to tell you all an evangelism success story, uh, a story where a life was changed and a heart was turned towards God, uh, a story where everything went right, one of these tear-jerking stories uh, of, of success where God brought someone into eternity. I thought that's the kind of story I would like to start with today, but, but also one that has some practical advice that we can hold on to and, and take with us today that we can learn from so that we can better evangelize. That's the kind of story I wanted to tell you, but as I thought uh, through my experiences, I thought, you know what? I actually have a whole lot more stories of failure. Uh, I could stand here today and talk for a while about all the coffee shops I've sat in with my, my notes all out and my Bible open, maybe a cross around my neck, sometimes even wearing my collar, just praying for God to send someone my way so that I could share with them the good news of Jesus. And then nothing coming of that. I could tell you all of the people in my life, co-workers, even close family members who I've prayed for throughout the years to come to know Jesus, to see his love for what it really is, not as some angry, um, vengeful God, but the loving, merciful God that we know. I, I could tell you about all those people I've prayed for that still don't know Jesus. I I could tell you about all the people that I've invited to church, uh, the phone calls I've made or the emails I've written or the people I've talked to saying, hey, why don't you come check us out, even here to this church, that have never showed up in our doors. And, and I don't know about you, but, but very often when I think of evangelism, when I think of sharing my faith, some of the words that come to mind or the feelings that I have are, are words or feelings like disappointment or discouragement. Right? I, I get disappointed when, when God doesn't seem to be working through me like I would like him to. And I know that my words are stumbling and, and that I'm not always doing it right, but I'm disappointed that he doesn't do more with me. Or, or I'm disappointed in myself for not being more bold, more outgoing, uh, uh, more on fire for my faith. And so I don't know about you, but, but sometimes when I think of the topic of evangelism, I, I tend to feel discouraged and disappointed. And, and that being the case, I think at least for some of us, at least some of the time, I, I would like to suggest today that that is because very often we have made evangelism into something or some things that it was never meant to be, into something that it most certainly is not. And so today I would like to talk about three things that evangelism, evangelism is not, and then three things that evangelism is. Uh, but let's start with what evangelism is not. The first thing that evangelism is not is evangelism is not an argument to be had or a debate to be won. 
Now, I am sure that God could argue someone into the faith, and maybe there even has been people who have been debated into believing in Jesus. I've never seen it. I suppose it is possible. And, and yet, on the one hand, I don't know that any of us here today would say that evangelism is an argument or a debate to be had. But I do think that very often we approach it like it is one. I think sometimes when we think of evangelism, right, we, we think we've got to have all of our points lined up in this neat logical order so that we can convince the other person. We think to ourselves, I've got to memorize all the facts, maybe have a few Bible verses in my back pocket that I can pull out. I've got to have all the answers because what if someone asks me about six-day creation or, or evolution? Well, what am I going to be able to say? I have to have all of the, um, uh, the, the tough uh, responses to all of their objections. And then, of course, you've got to bring it all together in a closing argument, some airtight case with an emotional appeal, maybe a heartwarming story, and, and bring the tears. And then you've got to say the right prayer and, and close it all up. Uh, very often, I think, we treat evangelism like it is an argument to be had or a debate to be won. And I would like to suggest that it is not that. Uh, the second thing that evangelism is not is it is not primarily about confrontation or condemnation. Uh, but again, we, we often treat it like it is that. We, we, we have all been told for a long time now that there are a couple things you never talk about in any social situation, and that is politics and religion, right? Because those two things are much too confrontational. And so the very thought of sharing our faith or talking about God in public with friends or neighbors, it can, it can feel very confrontational. And, th and then, of course, we have all of the bad examples of evangelism, right? The street corner preachers who are condemning people to hell for their sexuality or because they're living with someone that they're not married to. And, and we think that, well, maybe in order to evangelize, that's what I have to do, start condemning people. And uh, I would like to suggest today that uh, while evangelism may bring about some con or confrontation because not everyone will accept it, it is not primarily about confronting and condemning people in their sin. Uh, the third thing that evangelism is not is it is not all up to you. And we'll talk more about this later. And I think this is one of the things about evangelism that we might know in our minds, but again, it's, it's hard to believe in our hearts and, and to act that way. And very often, we treat evangelism like it is this task that God has plopped down into our laps and told us, just get to work, just do it. It's this burden that we are carrying. It's almost as though God died on the cross to earn us salvation. Now he's left it us, up to us to get people there, to bring them to the cross, to save their souls. And, and I want to remind you today for a number of reasons that evangelism is not all up to you. But we'll talk about that more in a minute. So if evangelism is not a, uh, an argument to be had or a debate to be won, it's it's uh, not a confrontation or a condemnation. It's not all up to you. Then what is it? Well, the first thing that I would suggest to you that evangelism is, it's not an argument or a debate. I, I would say that it's much more like a, a story to be shared or a conversation to be had. Now, who doesn't like a good story, right? We all love good stories, whether the stories we see on movies or TV or that we read in books, like I said, I wanted to start out with a story today because stories are powerful and we can relate to stories. Stories have the ability to take complex things, even eternal things, and make them personable and relatable. And when we evangelize, I, I think we need to do nothing more than to simply tell a story. And the story that we have to tell, I think, is one of the most intriguing, fascinating, awe-inspiring stories that has ever been told. It's God's story that we're called to tell. The story of a God who created this world and everything in it. That's a little bit intriguing, I would think, to many people. It's the story of a God who, 
who watched his world then walk away from him and, and, and go into their own sin. And yet it's the story of a God who, who still loved those people and pursued those people and promised to those people love and salvation until the end of time and, and then kept that promise through hundreds and thousands of years and then sent his own son into this world to, to die for that world and to rise for that world. It's the story of a God who promises to return to that world. When we evangelize, all we need to do is not argue, not debate, but simply tell God's story. Which, by the way, just uh, uh, something to add on top of that, is also your story. (laughs) Because you play a crucial role in God's story. You're the recipient of of all that work that he did. When God created the world, he was creating you. When he sent his son to this world, he was doing that all for you. When Jesus died and then rose again, that was all for you. So, So you all have the opportunity, as the lights of the world, as Christians, to go out and to simply tell a story. The story of the God who created and redeemed everything, your own personal story of what God has done for you. Evangelism is simply sharing a story. Uh, Evangelism, then, is also not about confrontation or condemnation, uh, but at its core, in the very meaning of the word, evangelism is sharing good news. That's what the word itself means. The word comes from a, a Greek word, euangelion. It comes from a Latin word, evangel. And so when we are evangelizing, we are simply good newsing. We're not condemning, we're not confronting, we're sharing the hope and the freedom and the forgiveness of Jesus. We're talking about the love that he came to bring that we do not find anywhere else. We're sharing good news, even the best of news. That's what it is at its core. It's sharing good news. And finally, evangelism is not all up to you. It's all up to God. See, the problem is we, we very often act or think like it is all up to us. And what happens then is when we see our children walk away from the faith or, or, or when our friends don't come to the Lord, even though we've prayed for so many years, or, or our neighbors uh, aren't understanding what we're trying to tell them, well, then that's when we become disappointed and discouraged. We, we think, well, if, I'm not doing something right. I'm, I'm getting it wrong here. And, and we carry this burden. And, and I want to remind you today that evangelism is God's work from, from start to finish. Uh, He uses us, he works through us, but it is his work. He is the one who redeemed the world and died for the world and rose again. He is the one who fills his people up with his Holy Spirit and speaks through them. It is God's work from from beginning to end, from start to finish. It is a burden that you do not get to need to carry. It is a, a joyful act of God that he is working through you. Uh, I, I wanted... I told you I wanted to start with uh, a heartwarming, uh, perhaps tear-jerking success story about evangelism gone right. Uh, I didn't have one of those at the beginning, but I do have a story to share with you at the end. It is probably my favorite evangelism story of all time. And I say it's my favorite for an important reason, and that's because it's actually not much of a story at all. (laughs) Uh, About three years ago or so, I was at my vicarage church in Elmhurst. And I was getting things ready for the Saturday evening service. And as I was getting everything ready, a man walked in uh, much earlier than most people. Uh, Service wasn't for another half hour or so. And I could tell this man, he was uh, new to church. He looked a little confused, lost, maybe even shy or embarrassed. Uh, And so I I walked up to him, I introduced myself to him, welcomed him to church, found out this was his first time at that church. In fact, it sounded like it was one of his first times in church ever ever. Uh, maybe outside of weddings or funerals. He was not raised as a Christian, had never really been a church-going kind of guy. And, 
And so when I found all that out, to be quite honest, I was excited. I was excited to hear a good story because there had to be a good story, right? Like uh, maybe it was a family member who, who invited him into church. Very often we come to church because of family, and, but he said that wasn't it. And I, th- I thought maybe it was a friend who was a member at that church or a co-worker who said, you've got to come and, and check out this fantastic vicar who's preaching on, on Saturday night. But uh, that wasn't it either. And I was hoping, I was expecting for a good story, but he, he quite honestly didn't have one. He didn't know particularly why he was at church that Saturday. He, he didn't know why he chose that particular church out of all the other churches in Elmhurst. He, he did not have a good story. As I thought about him this week, uh, what kind of went through my mind was, was all of the people that God had most likely placed in his life throughout the years who had been a part of his journey, who had evangelized to him. I thought of all the people, the men and the women, who had shined their lights into his life, who had prayed for him, maybe he invited him to church. I thought about all of those people, all of those other Christians that God surrounded him with that never got to see what I saw. And I would think that at least some of those people were filled with discouragement and disappointment along the way, right? Maybe... Maybe 60 years earlier, when this man was just a boy, God put someone in his life, uh, maybe a close family member, who started to pray for him, right? That he would come to see Jesus and, and, and come to faith in him. And, and maybe that person never got to see what I saw. And, and maybe throughout all of those years, they were filled with that disappointment and discouragement that many of us feel when we go about the work of evangelizing. I, I thought about maybe, maybe the coworker who in her own small way tried to share with him the joy that she had in Jesus. Maybe she tried to tell him like like I go to church every weekend and it fills me with hope and joy and have you ever thought about church and and maybe she never got to see what I saw that day him coming into church to hear the good news of Jesus and maybe she day after day year after year was disappointed and discouraged and, and thought that something was going wrong I, I think about maybe the the neighbor across the street who on Good Friday started telling him something about a cross and a sacrifice and blood and he was confused and it didn't make sense and and then a couple days later another neighbor started talking about an empty tomb and a resurrection and life eternal and he just scratched his head and thought that sounds kind of crazy. I think about all of those Christians that God had surrounded him with throughout all of those years who were trying in their own way to shine the light and and share the good news of Jesus and, and tell that story who never got to see what I saw and who were probably filled with discouragement and disappointment. I share that with you today, actually to encourage you (laughs) to say that that as you go about the work of shining your light in in each of your simple, small, even mundane, boring ways, as as you think it's not getting anywhere and God isn't doing anything and why isn't this working, to to say that that we don't always get to see the end result. (laughs) We don't always get to see the, the man or the woman walking into church or or bowing their heads to say a prayer, or opening their Bible for the very first time, we don't get to see that God does. <laughs> and I think he is encouraged. Anytime you let your light shine, anytime you share that good news, you are doing the Lord's work. After all, Jesus said it himself. He said, you are the light of the world. So let your light shine before people. So brothers and sisters, having said that, I want to encourage you to keep on shining your light in in whatever way that might be. Keep on telling the story, not all of it at once, uh, but in part by part, keep telling that story of the God 
who so loved the world that he sent his one and only son. Keep on sharing that good news, that hope that we have, the freedom that we've experienced, the forgiveness that we know in our hearts. And then keep on resting in Jesus because it's his work, his salvation, your salvation, the salvation of the people you love and that you pray for and that you try to evangelize to, their salvation is in his hands. Praise be to God that it is. In Jesus' name, amen.